Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter 1st verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence in things not seen. One playwright writes that it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief when no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. This is Reg Clay. It's uh, January the 27th. We have Craig Dickerson and Deb Carricker back again. Hello. Hey. hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Salutations. Yeah, it's a wonderful but a little chilly um, Saturday morning. Yeah, we're we're a warm. Gorgeous day. We're warm. Yeah. yeah. It's warming up a little bit. <laughs> it's our respite between rainfalls. <laughs> That's right, right. Exactly. And Deb is back. I'm so happy. I think this may yeah. be a regular thing. Uh, I'm not going to pressure you, Deb, but what I, do you think? I, I'd love to keep coming back. I just have to keep getting up. You're not a morning person, huh? <laughs> but also, Saturdays are usually my day where I'm like, oh, I guess. Yeah, this, is a, this is a sacred time on a sacred day. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So, uh, Thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I'm absolutely. very happy. To and, well, yeah, and this is our original plan of having, you know, uh, three people, and uh, so, yeah. so it sort of worked out. At least. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's open it up in prayer. Um, I can. Go for it. Um, I just want to, as we're going to, before, before prayer, I just want to talk sure. about a little bit what we're going to discuss, and that's a, a term that maybe a lot of people know about, but it's kind of new to me, and it's called Lectio Divina, and it's a way, and we'll explain it, a way of contemplating the Word of God, in a, and it works well in a group, mm-hmm. uh, so that we can open up, reach out to it in a spontaneous, impulsive kind of way, mm-hmm. and, and know that there's a presence here that we're entering in, and a presence with each other, and a presence and a fullness of ourselves to it. It's it's really a pretty way of another pretty way of praying in a in a way we'll we'll talk about that but I just want to say first off, um, dear Lord, thank you for letting us be here and consider your words and consider this moment as a sacred thing, as a place where we can be with others in study and encountering the text. And this is all taking place in your presence and knowing ourselves and our community to be in a loving presence with the Lord. And we are very, very thankful for this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Yeah, the um, – <clears throat> I'm sorry. What's the uh, the term again? Um, Lectio Divina. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, uh, it sort of breaks, I guess there are four parts of it. There's Lectio, the reading of the text, to medita- Meditatio, meditating and focusing on the word, Oratio, engaging in prayer that grows out of reading and meditation, and four, Contemplatio, contemplating. So there's the reading, there's the meditating, there's engaging in prayer on it, and then contemplating it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we... We've 
kick this around a little bit and uh, the many, many versions that mm-hmm. we've talked about in the past of the Bible. We're going to read in Psalm, uh, the, the entire Psalm, Psalm 111 mm-hmm. tonight, and just kind of feed on that okay. in a way. So each of them, and, and you picked a version, I think. that Yeah, remind th- our listeners what version we're in. Oh, sure. Now, yeah. is it going to be me? I mean, I don't know if people are tired of hearing my voice, but um, we're, we're all, we're we're all going tired. to do this. We're all okay. going to do We're going to all read it, yeah. yeah. each one of us. But so I want, I want Rich to read the verse, mm-hmm. and then we're all going to read the same, uh, just as a matter of consistency. But after that, we're mm-hmm. going to take, like, a moment sure, and just soak it in, mm-hmm. and then we can... Take it from there. Because usually when you do this kind of study, you have different people read it. You, because, yeah, because so you, you want, can hear different things. You want to hear the, hear a different voice. Yeah. And you want to hear your own voice. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, so that we can approach it in a both an objective and subjective way. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Sounds good. Yeah. So usually I read from the NIV version. This time I'm going to read from the L- New Living Translation. So this is the New Living Translation version of Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. Who can forget the wonders he performs? How gracious and merciful is our Lord. He gives food to those who trust him. He will always remember his covenant. He has shown his great power to his people by giving them the lands of other nations. All he does is good, is just and good. And all his commandments are trustworthy. They are forever true to be obeyed faithfully and with integrity. He has paid a full ransom for his people. He has guaranteed his covenant with them forever. What a holy, awe-inspiring name he has. Reverence for the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. The reward of wisdom come to all who obey him. Praise his name forever. And that's it. So then do we keep reading or do we talk about what we heard? Well, let's take a moment and <laughs> reflect upon. Okay, meditate. Also, <laughs> pick out some, um, right now, pick out some words and phrases that just kind of hit you at that moment. And then. Mm-hmm. And I can, <coughs> consider, I can pass the Bible around. Yeah. Consider so, those. Yeah. yeah. But it is profound. I'm, I think, Deb, you was talking during breakfast that uh, it reminds you of a song. It reminds you of. Um, Our God is an awesome, an awesome God. God. Yeah. It's a great song. The guy who wrote it, um, a, a great contemporary Christian um, lyricist and musician, passed away in a car accident mm. um, at 41. Very wow. young. Yeah. But um, he he wrote some wonderful songs that a lot of Christian, contemporary Christian artists have used over the years. And that is mm-hmm. Michael Smith's, like, calling card song almost yeah i've heard that song many many times yeah. and uh what a shame that he died so young but in that young age you know in that young period, period span of time you know he did a lot 
Of course, at 3.30 in the morning when this song was still running in my head and I couldn't sleep, <laughs> I researched the, Are you <laughs> the guy. Oh, wow. And he, he actually even wrote a musical about St. Francis, which I am now wow. fascinated to find. St. <laughs> mm-hmm. Francis, that's a lot of everybody's fa- yeah. personal right? favorite. Yeah, exactly. No one doesn't love St. Francis. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to read it again with Deb, Deb reading. Sure. And take a moment again. And okay. Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. Who can forget the wonders he performs? How gracious and merciful is our Lord. He gives food to those who trust him. He always remembers his covenant. He has shown his great power to his people by giving them the lands of the other nations. All he does is just and good, and all his commandments are trustworthy. They are forever true, to be obeyed faithfully and with integrity. He has paid a full ransom for his people. He has guaranteed his covenant with them forever. What a holy, awe-inspiring name he has. Reverence for the wisdom of Well, reverence for the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. The rewards of wisdom come to all who obey him. Praise his name forever. And let him cover themselves with their own... Wait. No, I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, just that repeats... I see, because it's parallel. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, verse 5, I think it's, um, where he, he provides foods for those who trust him. And we were talking about... In other Bible verses, other translations, it's fear. They use the word fear. Instead of trust. Instead of trust. Mm -hmm. And instead of awe. Right, right, exactly. And uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, We were talking about how, I guess, fear has negative connotations. And uh, I. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, although I've always felt that there's there's such a thing as a healthy fear. Um, well, just, yeah, just, or respect, I guess. Yeah. 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 There is because that pushes you a healthy fear mm-hmm. or a healthy stress in your life pushes you to that nev- next level of your existence. Yeah, it makes you drive correctly on the highway yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. but, also, I, but also, I think of it as respect. Like I have a healthy fear of my dad. I mean, you know, my dad can't hurt me. He's not going to give me a spanking or anything. Right. Um, but I still respect him, and I don't want to hurt him, and I don't want to do anything to um, to upset him. You know, I still live. Like, I still carry his name. You know, I'm still his son. And I think about my relationship with God that way. You know, a healthy fear where you don't necessarily worry about the wrath of God, Mm -hmm. but you worry about disappointing him Mm. by doing something that would make him unhappy. Yeah. I think Daisy would tell you that she has a healthy fear of spiders. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a healthy fear of spiders. I have an unhealthy fear of them. (laughs) I do worry about the black widow. I do worry about the black widow. I don't think there are any black widows in uh, California. Thank God. If it weren't for spiders, I wouldn't be as as necessary a person. (laughs) (laughs) I sweep my patio and spray it with natural oils. No, I'm thankful for spiders because they give me a purpose at home. (laughs) 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 I have a good theater friend. friend, um, Philippine lady, uh, Terry Alabada, who recently relocated to New Zealand. And oh. apparently there are all sorts of crazy animals and stuff yes. that you want to avoid in New Zealand. New so. Zealand tries to kill you. Yeah. And Australia. There, there are tons of YouTube videos about, you know, spiders and 
and the, snakes and in, in in New Zealand. Oh it's, yeah, it's a dangerous place. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So that mind. that that is definitely a healthy fear. But but so he he gives food to those who trust him. That sticks with you, huh? Yeah, that's verse five, mm-hmm. and um, I guess it's one of those. You know, we've talked about how if we open ourselves up to God, God is always there. Mm-hmm. You know, for those who are atheists or agnostic, they always say, "Well, there's no proof. How do you prove?" That he's there. And, you know, you mentioned, Deb, uh, in, in During Breakfast, you know, there's wonderful sunlight. There's, you know, there's, um, I actually, I went on a YouTube, I dived into the YouTube. I call it the YouTube hole. Not that it's a derogatory thing, but I can jump on YouTube and just be on there for the entire day and, you know, spend the entire day in bed, which is not a healthy thing. But so they have, um, there's a guy who um, does these astrological YouTube videos. Like, you know, the biggest celestial body and the smallest and whatever. And it just, every time I think about things like that, I can't imagine how it could just happen just, 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 just out of, um, it, there has to be a God in, in my, in my opinion. <laughs> right. You know, there, there's, there's such symmetry mm-hmm. with the universe and, uh, just the earth, you know, being the third from the sun and all of the elements just coming perfectly together. Well, I think it's, you know, we need to associate this reverence for this beautiful, wild, wondrous world yeah. we live in yeah. to something because it's – that's – even, you know, you say you're an atheist, well, that's the way you open yourself up to it. Right. Is like, you know, I was talking about – we were talking about like fear being like trembling, like mm. awe. Like I think what came up Wednesday is like, well – like being next to Niagara Falls, just like vibrating. Mm-hmm. The world is vibrating. It's vibrating that's you. Right. That's right. You know, that's mm-hmm. awesome. You know, that. I mean, you're feeling it. It's mm-hmm. a very visceral kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't deny it, whether you're a believer in God or anything. That's, yeah. It's it's happening to your body. It's moving. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, I think, to me, that fear and that belief is mm-hmm. just like opening yourself up to that. Yeah. You know, so you're a part of it. It's a part of you, and it's you're you're interacting with this big universe. I think that's why awe strikes me yeah. as as more relevant than reverence mm-hmm. or fear, yeah. because when you're in awe of something, mm-hmm. whether that be a person mm-hmm. or a, a, a place like mm-hmm. Niagara Falls or a sunset or a sunrise, mm-hmm. you want to you, your energy does draw towards it, and you want to. Be closer to it and experience it and yeah. experience them yeah. or and be a part of it. And and I, feel like, of it. I feel like that's the way we get closer to God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and people do it in different ways. I mean, uh, I always pop the question. Here's the question. Uh-oh. Uh You know, what can, you know, and we'll think about this. This will be our contemplato, our contemplating sure, thing. Sure, sure. But we'll, what the question is, what activity that you have in your life that's yours, that you do that brings you closer to God where you where you do this because you want to be and because you know that this activity is going to mm-hmm. do this kind of thing just you know everybody's different everybody yeah. everybody has their own little recipe for connection yeah you know and a lot of people listening will say like oh I know mine you know, or whatever yeah. or maybe you need to think about it I know, you know? I, I have a friend of mine well actually back in my college days where he would talk about Walking and praying, um, we're just walking, mm-hmm. like, and I'm not talking about walking with your headphones on and you're listening to, I don't know, Devo's uh, Whip It. Or, don't, or no, you're not. Like we're not listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> but just 
you know, being in solitude, walking, mm-hmm. like, like in the woods or somewhere, like, you know, you were mentioning, um, Deb, uh, the maze, uh, the... Um, the labyrinth. Yeah, the labyrinth. Yeah. Where um, people connect. You know, they connect with God, with themselves. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a meditation. Mm-hmm. And so I think about that. I think about, you know, just walking and sort of contemplating. You Is know, getting you getting rid of the noise. Right. Um, well, unfortunately, usually when I walk, I'm walking to work or from work and... I, I worry about praying because, you know, I, you know, there's just so much traffic and so many people. And, you pay know, attention to things. Right, exactly. Better. You know, you don't want to get your uh, iPhone lifted off of you uh, when you do that. For me, um, I do take time, especially in the evening, you know, like uh, when I've cut the TV off and when I've shut the computer down. I do have my little meditation time oh, okay. uh, with God. And, that, and, and you, know you, you know when you're there that that's where you can connect? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's cool. I like to do it in the morning mm-hmm. because my day isn't putting noise on my brain yet. Mm. So it's like I like to just sit still and drink a cup of tea and write or just walk around the house putting things in place, petting mm-hmm. my cat. For me, silence is very important because I can't listen if there are things, if there's music in the background or the TV or yeah. There's children playing. I like. I seriously. I have to have it to be very silent. You know, it's funny. I have to listen. It's funny you mentioned that. There was a. I went online. I think it was uh, sometime this week, and there was a study about people who are afraid, or they can even go crazy with silence. Like they're so not used to silence. Yeah. They're so conditioned to. And it talked about the 20th century and how in, in the Industrial Revolution we're so used to hearing noises and machines and things in the background or whatever, how we're so accustomed to noise and distractions that when there is silence, we are, um, some folks are discombobulated or they, they just can't function. Yeah. But silence, I think, is, is a, you know, we need to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to go for walks too, but I have a hard time praying when I'm walking yeah. because I am in so much awe of what's around me. I'm just absorbing, like, so, the so sky and the birds. Yeah. So it's overstimulating, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, right I, but I do love I know walking. what you mean. Yeah. Like, I know what you mean. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And Mr. Dickerson? Oh, well, we talked about this Wednesday. Some people said music. You know, mm-hmm. that's their, mm-hmm. you know, or other people said other things. I, I said physical labor. When I'm doing Building physical right labor, when you know, I am that, that when I am working up a sweat, I am... I get, you know, the endorphins going. I start, you know, I start feeling stronger. I start feeling weaker, stronger at the same time. I'm getting tired. I'm mm-hmm. getting hungry. Yeah. But but while this is happening, while I'm doing this, I, I feel very connected. I, I, f- I feel like Reg yeah. and I should make yeah. Craig honey-do lists so that you I got the list. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like uh, I'm aware of this, and, and it works for me. It used yeah. to be other things. Yeah. But you know, right now. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's happening. It reminds me so much of my grandfather on my father's side. Uh, he was one of those guys who um, migrated from the south to get rid of to get away from Jim Crow. But he and my grandmother um, owned a farm in Maryland, mm-hmm. and he built. As a matter of fact, uh, when I went back to my home uh, this past Christmas, my aunt had told me I always always hear a new story about the family every time I go back, and they told me I guess when they were building the house. 
because he built the house and he had the kids so it helped him. Mm-hmm. There was a side of the house that I guess he bought from another guy and they're moving the side of the house along the road right. and connected it to the house. And I'm thinking, my God, I can't even think about how to, you know, I can't <laughs> even imagine it in my mind because, you know, of course, we're, con- you know, we go to a realtor and, you know, okay, that's, that's great. That's it. And, mm-hmm. but back to that idyllic time where you had to build, if you wanted something, you had to build it. And I think about you. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it just seems like you're a handy man. You know, you're in the garden, or you know, you're yeah. putting things together. Yeah, well, I just I, that's what I, that's what I enjoy. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it gets, I know it's weird. <laughs> 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 and if you don't have, luck, we are lucky that we know our paths yeah. to that. We yeah. have we have known paths yeah. to that, but a lot of people listening may not. Right. Well, that's and that's another reason why we're doing this lectio divina is right. like. It's time to think about these things. Yeah. Think about the how is this necessary? How is this working? And I guess it's my turn, and then we'll yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, so we'll read it one more time. Mm-hmm. We're doing it a lot more f- engagingly than most of the times they do it. I say. <laughs> Which I'm not judging. We're trained I'm, actors, I'm, I'm Craig. Not, no, but I'm not judging it. But <laughs> usually, usually when they're doing this, and and they do it in different, uh, they do I think on Tuesdays at my church they do. Electio Divina, and it's everyone, and they ha- have a little bell, and everyone's oh, really? very silent, and it's it's almost kind of like we're in a little temple doing this. Oh, so interesting. I think this is a little bit more fun, <laughs> you know, yeah. just you know, a little bit more engaging. <coughs> but I'm just saying, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to. Oh, before I said that, uh, before I read, it, I was just wanted to say I was telling Devin Reg I downloaded an Audible King James version of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Just be audible because we were going to be reading today, and that was going to be the focus of today's reading, and it, and so I pulled up what uh, Psalm one eleven, and it sounded like Jean Luc Picard. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, okay, that's not really what I wanted to do. <laughs> so I'm not going to read this. I'm purposely going to read it like myself. <laughs> okay, I'd love to hear a William Shatner version of that. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have celebrity guests reading sometimes. Yeah, hey, that'd be great. <laughs> the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> there should be a longer pause between that yeah, and the yeah. Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, I will not. Don't, don't, don't make me do this. Okay. I will. I will. <laughs> I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. Who can forget the wonders he performs? How gracious and merciful is our Lord. He gives food to those who trust him. He always remembers his covenant. He has shown his great power to his people by giving them the lands of other nations. All he does is just and good. And all his commandments are trustworthy. They are forever true. To be obeyed faithfully with the integrity. He has paid a full ransom for his people. He has guaranteed his covenant with them forever. What a holy, awe-inspiring name he has. Reverence for the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. The rewards of wisdom come to all who obey him. Praise his name forever. Nice. I believe that's it. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, that's interesting. What, I, what, 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 so what, what verse um, pops up in, in, for you, Craig? Well, when we were doing it on Wednesday, when we were doing it, I mean, uh, gracious and, uh, what was it, merciful was the first, because mm-hmm. I always liked that idea. And that, that's a phrase you hear a lot in the Old Testament, gracious but, but it's usually merciful and gracious. And now it's gracious and merciful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's just for the rhythm The other of one the was the word covenant, uh-huh. uh, which to me means an agreement. Yeah. yeah. Like he's made an agreement, um, and he abides by his agreement. Um, I think it's important also for m- some who are not familiar with this scripture, particularly that this, like we talked about at breakfast, this is really referring to Exodus. And, and his people fleeing mm-hmm. and being fed yeah. and in the in the you right. know their wanderings and then being given land. Yeah, the history of this psalm is kind of like well, reading it is a history of you know a lot of different events that happened to the Canaanites and Israelites and early Hebrews, mm-hmm. you know, and it's sort of a reminder of like remember this happened and then that happened and then this happened. So it's sort of like a little history book unfolding. This is where God has proven. God has proven in time and time again. Right. I guess the one thing that spoke out to my mind, which probably has a little bit more to do with history than um, kind of the way I'm connecting to it right now, Mm -hmm. is uh, um, giving them the lands of other nations. Right. That's kind kind of of relevant today, but it was because the Israelites were given their own land, their holy land. It kind of bugs me a little bit. It it did bug me too. I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah, (laughs) but it's kind of like I just think, yeah, like, like we took all the Indians away, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Or we're sitting, sitting here celebrating, uh, I guess, this week the seventy fifth uh, anniversary of the of the of the founding of the nation of uh, modern Israel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was kind of done in the kind of a proxy sort of way too. Yeah, I had always thought that the Israelites were looking for a place, and all of a sudden, you know, after the aftermath of World War II, it was decided by the United Nations, to the chagrin of Palestine, Mm -hmm. here, this is where it's going to be. Here, take a piece of land that's been fought over, Mm -hmm. and is still being fought over, and will continue to be fought over. Although I don't understand, I mean, I, I guess I have to be there, but... What's the big deal? I mean, just share, you know, just share share the land. But I guess there there are all sorts of conflicts and yeah. ritualistic things that we hold on to. Well, you talk about in your preamble to. about age old grudges, and there are some age old grudges. Yeah, in yeah, the, in that particular area of the world. But anyway, that just popped out in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Right now. I think the agreement thing. I like, you know, as I as I thought about it, was um, the covenant, the agreement. Mm-hmm. Is that agreement? You know, this this whole psalm, I guess, you, you know, is a culmination of praise, mm-hmm. you know, and why do we praise? Here are all the reasons why. Yeah. And think about these reasons. <clears throat> but the agreement thing kind of stuck in my mind because it's like, here's this agreement God made with his people or, or us. To lead them out of Egypt. To do to all save this. Them and, yep. he, and feed them and give them a place to live. And all these, yep. But the agreement has always been there. Whether or not I turn to it and see the agreement. Mm-hmm. Or accept the agreement has nothing to do with the fact that it's there. Right. It's right there. All I have to do is enter into it. Yep. Right. You know, it's already there. It's already already agreed to do all this for you. That's mm-hmm. the Old Testament covenant. Yeah. And then yeah. the New Testament covenant was he gave his son for us. Right. 
Yeah, and see that. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's happened. You can you can turn away from it all you want, but it still doesn't mean it doesn't here. Mm-hmm. It isn't evident. You know, it's been here, ready for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, I like that idea. That's a to me that that gave me a lot of reassurance. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and and the whole thing of. It's there if you accept it, which goes back to, I think, verse 5. Uh, I forget mm-hmm. the word. Not fear, but... Um, Wonder of it. Yeah, he, gives, he gives food to those who trust him, and he, yeah, always, trust re- him. And yeah. he, al- and he always remembers his covenant. Mm. Right. He, and he does, yeah. whether you do or not. Right. His, his covenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's not like you made an agreement. <coughs> the agreement has been made. Right. <laughs> you know, it's there. All you got to do is recognize it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had talked... I had, when I read this... Um, I talked about during uh, breakfast that so many times, and it's something we've talked about in the podcast before, we hold on to things that we should not be holding on to, which prevents us from getting close to God. Mm-hmm. It's like a, um, a traffic accident or you know, someone stopping traffic. There's one car that holds everything up. Mm-hmm. Move that car out of the way, and all of a sudden traffic flows. Mm-hmm. And there are so many um, people who hold on to either age-old grudges or, or um, just something like um like a hoarder you know who holds on to who holds on to um things f- for for something that had that had meaning in the past but now has no meaning whatsoever at all mm-hmm. and um if we let go of these things and remember if we're going to if we want to have remembers which i think what what 111 is all about psalm 111 Let's hold on to what God has done for us, the mm-hmm. good things that God has done for us, how he helped us overcome the bad things that have happened to us in the past. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that you can hold on to, how we got over. Mm-hmm. But if you hold on to the pain, so-and-so did this to me, so-and-so did that to me. You know, we talked uh, last week about um, the Nasser uh, thing, not to connect uh, just a little bit to current events. Mm-hmm. He was sentenced uh, this past week, and uh, there were 150 students who – 160. 160 ladies who talked about um, what she did, what he did to all of them. And the judge said something, you know, very poignant. It's like, listen, you're not victims anymore. You're survivors. You've overcome. And that's the thing. Don't remember what he did to you. Remember that you have closure, Mm -hmm. that this sentencing helps you overcome. So I'm hoping that, you know, if anyone can get anything out of 111, it's how God helped these Israelites and helping us mm-hmm. overcome, you know, the things of the past. Right. It, and it's a psalm of thanksgiving. It's a, it's a song of praise for his power. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the phrase, the first sentence, you know, that I think here, I will thank the Lord with all my heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I that I try to do and I struggle with, not all my heart is Mm -hmm. necessary. I know I should be giving thanks Mm -hmm. for whatever little thing is in my life that I take Mm -hmm. for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I try to thank God with all my heart, but I don't always get there. (laughs) I take a lot of things for granted. That's that's the only thing it tells you to do throughout this entire thing, and it's, it's it's a big fucking thing to do. Yeah. Your whole heart. That's your inner self in Hebrew. That is your whole inner self. That's turning yourself, not to beat a dead horse, but one one of these young ladies who spoke, you know, mm-hmm. during this massive testimony. Yeah. I mean, a strong young <coughs> gymnast who 
mm-hmm. not only had to endure. I bet it's Ali Reisman. I don't know who it was. Yeah. She's know. been interviewed a lot. I, I yeah. don't know. You know. You know. Not only did she have to endure competition and physical travails, but and this abuse. I mean, think about how strong it, it would take a, a a young person to do that anyway. Yeah. She said, going up and testifying, the act of doing this was as hard or harder than all the crap that happened in my life before that moment. Mm. Terrifying, scary, yeah. difficult. Yeah. She's pulling her insides out yeah. to do this. And, you know, that's whole heart stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's not easy stuff. Right. You know, so I will love the Lord with my whole heart. That's a big damn deal. Right. Yeah. That's a big damn deal. And, you know, doing something with with your inner self like that. Yeah. You know, because you know that it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. No easy thing. Mm-mm. It's vulnerability. I mean, you totally. know. Totally. Your connection with God, there's a vulnerability. I mean, I compared it. Well, I think when Scott Munson was here to a relationship with, you know, an intimate partner, I mean, we talk about vulnerability, like, um, let's say if you, um, you know, when you're intimate with your partner, I mean, that there is a uh, intimacy, but there's also an intimacy of just express exposing yourself to God, not just saying, thank you so much, but this is what I've done, or this is where I was. Not a lot of everyone wants to to talk about how wonderful they are, you know, when they're at their best, like. If you had, and you're on your first date, you know, you're dressed to the nines, you you know, you look clean and everything, and you've got money and all that sort of stuff. But what about you when you're at your absolute worst, and God is there, and God has uplifted you and helped you, and you're just telling God, thank you so much when I was at my absolute lowest. You know, when Ollie Reisman had to testify, she had to tell the world what he did. And that's that's a very scary thing. I mean, you know, you have things that happen in the dark. That no one knows about, and you can sort of hold on to it. But exposing it, letting everyone know of what happened to you, that's that's a vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I think of it as a, um, I mean, when you confess to God your sins, and when you, um, I mean, that, that's a, a vulnerability. But you, it, it doesn't happen until you, unless you have that personal connection with God, your personal relationship with God. Well, it's important to, I mean, those... Those women and girls gathered together mm-hmm. to be able to one by <coughs> one and with each other right. express that vulnerability. Right. And I think that when we gather together mm-hmm. as 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 loving people who care about others, whether we're Christian or whatever, right. That what we're doing mm-hmm. is we're 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 making a chance for our vulnerability to not only help us and others, yeah, but to craft and hone our own kind of like praise that's mm-hmm. right it's like man i got the strength you know to actually praise yes you know in a in a in a, in a beautiful way to respect mm-hmm. this beautiful mother nature that's been given to us yes this life mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. and i've got t- i've got together we gather together to build those tools mm-hmm. and that's why we're here right yeah you know i i, I give think, each other strength i mean you know strength I, in numbers i think I mean, that i think that judge you know yeah Letting that happen was she was brilliant. Amazing. A brilliant example of how community yeah works yeah you know. And people may say, okay, for goodness' sake, I mean, we get it. The witness, you know, people are talking, but talking, it wasn't talking. just about condemning this this cr- crappy hu- 
person. Yeah. It was about it was about uplifting these the survivors exactly these people and letting know? them know you're not alone. I mean, a lot of people uh, feel when I think about shootings that happened that happened various points in the United States. I think about and a lot of them were young kids, fifteen year old boy, you know, grabs a gun and you know starts shooting or whatever. A lot of them feel no one can no one understands my pain but me alone. No one else can understand it, mm-hmm. which is totally not true. You are not alone. And when victims, if you, you know, if you are a victim, you're not alone. You know, you, they're strength in numbers. And uh, I think that was the point of, you know, the Nasser thing. And I think as Christians, not necessarily as, as victims, but as um, we go through trials and tribulations in life, Mm -hmm. just like the Israelites, you know, when, um, when they were slaves under Pharaoh, building the pyramids. When I think about the pyramids, yes, it's a wonderful, beautiful thing, but it was built on the back of slaves. Those Hebrew slaves, and uh, they were liberated, and they were uplifted, and you know, and they were fed, even when they turned their back on God. You know, I think about the golden calf. Um, God said, "Hey, you know, I'm upset, but I'm still with you, and I'm still going to keep my covenant with you." And for us to hold on to that and to remember that. Well, I think I'm sorry. This, this okay. is a, something that you're what you just said reminded me of is that in this time mm-hmm. of the Old Testament, yeah. The society was not monotheistic. There were so many gods. That's right. We were talking about this and before the, you showed up. Oh, yeah. really? And so, that's right. like, that's why the, you know, yeah. you shall have no other gods before me exactly is the right. first commandment, right? right? Yeah, right. the Lord God was a, in, a, in a competition war. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. yeah, exactly. And so that's another reason why They're saying, this is to remind our you. Our God did this. Our exactly. God did that. Right. Exactly. These specific things occurred. Right. Praise his name. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love that. Mm-hmm. The other note that I took was his name is mentioned. That's right. How wonderful is his name? What a great name. Like, mm-hmm. And then in other places in the Bible, he's got like seven names. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, he's got yeah. seven different names you can call him by. Right. But you're not all suppo- supposed to say his real name. Right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny. And, we can, and, we, and the way we use this today, mm-hmm. and the way we did use it today, is to be inwardly focused. Right. And what we're coming out of it with is like it's not quite enough to be inwardly focused now is it no. mm-hmm. you need to find evidence outside yourself yeah you know i can't just like say i'm living in ancient times like you were talking about and go out like well where's god where's god in this world i mean i feel like god, all we do all our people do is suffer and then like you look around and go like well there's that big pyramid it's got to mm-hmm. mean something. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like when you were saying before, when people say, how do you believe in God? Mm-hmm. It's like, like, like you were saying, I, I, how can you not? How can you not look around you and at the people around you? And yeah. Not, I mean, I think not symmetry. I mean, when I was on that website, it talked about, you know, like things as small as a cell, mm-hmm. you know, proton and neutron and electron. You know, how in the world does that, that, that symmetry, you know, the fact that everything is made of cells and, you know, we're all made of stardust. I still think about water. The fact that water came from space, from, you know, these mm-hmm. little asteroids that hit, you know, Earth at, at, at its infant stage and created water, which then created life, which created, you know, the protection of the ozone layer and all that sort of stuff. I mean, j- there's just, you know, it just can't, ha- I just can't believe that it just happened, you know, just, just spontaneously. I think there just has to be a rhyme or reason to it. Well, there's yeah, there's an agreement. Yes, it's a covenant. part. It's a part of you. You're a part of it. That's and right. If you, 
it, but it's it, not it, something it, that's easy to expo- like to get other people that <clears throat> aren't mm-hmm. believers to recognize or believe. Well, mm-hmm. but but you're but the water's in you. Yeah, right. you're in that. You're in the water. I mean, you're connected. Whether or not you believe it or not, doesn't mean that it isn't happening. Yeah, that covenant, that agreement, it's there. Yeah, it. You can you can embrace it. You can turn away from it. Yeah, just stop it from happening. Yeah, you I know mean, we've said it over and over mm-hmm. again. There are people who will listen to this and it's like, eh, <laughs> you either believe or you don't believe. You know, mm-hmm. I may we may never say anything that will get anyone to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always say, you know, you may not believe in God, but He still believes in you. Yeah. You know, He's 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 still there for you. I think about it. I think about. Let's say a child at at home and the mother has cleaned up the house and has made breakfast and all that stuff. And the child just wakes up and just, you know, just arbitrarily eats breakfast and goes off to school, Mm -hmm. oblivious of all the things that, you know, mom has done. Oh, she thinks the little elves. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Can't see. Whereas another child can look at the clean house and everything and says, wow, thank you, mom. You know, thank you for doing all this. And I think about God the same way. Mm -hmm. I I think about like, uh, you know. What needs to happen in the world with with myself and with others is we need to help other people, mm-hmm. and those are those I call them God's works. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, these are these are why He told us to be here, and you can believe that that's God's works or not God's works or whatever. But it's like still has to be done. That's right. Still needs to be. There's still a lot of need <clears throat> out there. That's yeah. right. I mean, you can call it what you will, mm-hmm. but that's the right thing to do now, isn't it? Yep. You know, yep. <laughs> you know, you can believe whatever. I don't care. Right. I don't care. There's still stuff to be done. Yeah. You know, you had know, brought up the question, what do we do to connect to God? Maybe there's another question. What what are the things in our lives that pull us away from God mm. that blocks us from mm. connecting? And there's nothing that we have to need to answer now. But I mean, for those who are listening, <laughs> think yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, I will offer up that I. I'm, I was raised Catholic, mm-hmm. and, and as in any organized religion, there are a lot of do's and don'ts and rules that should be followed that mm-hmm. were created by men, <laughs> inspired by God, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my sister, is she's a year younger than me, and she has three children. Mm-hmm. Her husband was raised Jewish. Mm. Neither of them um, are uh, close to their faith. Okay. And their children haven't been raised in synagogue or a church. Mm-hmm. And I used to worry about those children. <laughs> so I, I really did. Mm-hmm. Like when the first one was born and she wasn't <laughs> baptized, I was really stressed about it. Oh, no. And it, t- it took me a while mm-hmm. to realize that I was separating myself from God by oh, trying to by follow by, by trying to follow this these rules that were set upon me mm. by my church. Yeah. Which is not the same as God. <laughs> right. <clears throat> I mean, when, when I mean, that's your approach. Yeah. yeah. Right. Your but I mean, like approach. I was stressing about yeah. the following these, these rules sure. when sure. I just needed to realize, like you were saying that God loves them anyway. Yeah. And that it, it, they didn't have to follow my church's rules mm-hmm. and, and, and all of that. So yeah. that was one way that I was separating myself. The way you turn towards God's presence or the way you turn away from it, I think, is very individual. Yeah, obviously. I think yeah. it really is. Yeah. I, think, I think it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all mm-hmm. kind of thing. I mean, we can all kind of generally agree, like, well, to grow up in a godless world is such a 
bad idea. Mm. You know, it's, a, it's, it's how small their lives must be, how unopen they must feel. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you know, hey. That's not man, necessarily true. That, you, you don't know that. Right. <laughs> you don't right. know that. Yeah. But I was, I was just, mm-hmm. like, for me, I had a revelation that that was how I was. Yeah. Well, blocking my yeah. access to God. Yeah, no, I hear you. And um, unfortunately, there are some churches. I mean, there's some there's some good churches. There's some bad churches. And unfortunately, there are a lot of folks who walk into the church and somehow they're. And I remember when I was a kid. I think I told the story before. My dad was part of a um, a gospel group, our rendition gospel singers. I was part of the group too, and we went to several churches. And a lot of them were really strange churches. You know, there was one. There was a five year old kid preaching the word. <laughs> Supposedly, I think he was just, you know, mimicking what another preacher was doing. I'm like, you know, how do you re- how do you how do you receive the word of God from a five year old? I mean, that's, that's, not that it's not impossible, but I don't know. I don't know. That seems more like a variety show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I love going to different churches. Like you, I don't have a home church. I yeah. haven't found. I haven't searched since I've moved to Oakland, but yeah. um, I haven't found a home yet. Um, and I just I love going to all different kinds of churches yeah when i was uh, in college we st- had to study the world's religions mm-hmm. that was part you had to do that to graduate well, <laughs> like, i always say well i'm episcopalian therefore i don't belong to an organized religion but you can't yeah but obviously you know you can't let one church pull you away from god because you know yeah. churches are run by people and yeah Although, you know, some have the best intentions, a lot of them, unfortunately, you know. Well, they're just like people. They falter. Right, exactly. They're just know? like us. Yeah. They yeah. Do, they do. And, you know, like communities, you know, community of friends, if peop- you know, there's going to be times when you're just like, oh, God, I love my friends. I, I love so much. And, and then there's going to be other times where they disappoint you. Sure. You know? Yeah. And, or you disappointed them. And mm-hmm. there's some kind of friction. Yeah. You know, this, this is just part of the human existence, yeah. really. Or miscommunication. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, I think yeah. that, you know, th- so this is 2018. Mm. It'll be, come November, the 40th anniversary of the Jim Jones Massacre. So Ooh. I think about that when I think about religions. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not to be a bummer. That's, yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. T- yeah, you could be pulled away from, let's say, a religion where, you know, you're asked to do something and you don't know why you're doing it. You know, I remember I... There are a lot of religions where they don't want you to ask any questions. They're like, "Listen, we tell you to do something, just do it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't ask why." And no. and yet, all the religions have <coughs> the same basic tenets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Love your neighbor mm-hmm. right. as you would yourself. That's exactly and there, right. there are no, you know, and if you like, as we approach the Psalm, and as we approach, especially a lot of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. This is Old Testament stuff. Yeah. When we approach the New Testament, Christ doesn't come really in the form of commandments so much as much as like here's a question for your life here's another question for your life how are you thinking about the future yep how are you treading through the past yeah what are you doing right now you know it's kind of like you know the prophecy whereas before was kind of like it's what's going to happen you know it's coming it's going to happen now, the prophecy in, in our lives, and I feel like in the New Testament, Christian lives, it's mm-hmm. like prophecy comes in the form of a question. It comes in the form of like, hey, mm-hmm. what are you going to do about all yes. this? That's a good yeah. point. And I, and I think about Jesus' parables. You know, yeah. It was just a new way of communicating to his people, yeah. to the apostles and to you know, the, the other folks, even the Pharisees. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like in a way that we don't have in the Old Testament. These, right. aren't, these aren't so much answers as just like open up. 
think about your lives. Yes. Dialogue. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. More, much more engaging, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So what pulls you away, Craig, from? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to get back to you on that. Okay. Because I've got a long list of things, <laughs> and I don't know which is more yeah. a priority, <laughs> which well, I really want to yeah. reveal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and me too. I mean, I, I will freely confess that, you know, there are things in my past that sometimes I hold on to. Like I was mentioning uh, yesterday, there was one song that set off a sense of memory of a bad memory that I had back in 1980, 81, mm-hmm. when I was 11 or 12. And not to get too much into it, but it sort of pulled me away, not just focusing on God, but just focusing on what I needed to do that day. You know, like I had a very busy day yesterday where there was an important case going on. It's actually a rape case. And um, I had to really, really be focused. I mean, I got the job done, but I had to really fight my own mind because, unfortunately, we still hold on to things of the past that we should just really just let go. Yeah, with you, with you it's Devo. With me, it would be... <laughs> <laughs> With me, it would be Captain and Tennille. Oh, oh God. God. Kind of like pulling me, into, pull, oh God. Oh God. me over to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to be a rocking chair. Yeah, no, oh, thinking, yeah. We were talking about thinking more, at breakfast. I was thinking more uh, muskrat Susie muskrat. Oh, my God. Oh, that's too that. funny. This, now we're just being cruel. <laughs> they, they, didn't play, they didn't play that in Washington, D.C. in the 70s. That's good. That's With good. all my heart. With all my heart. I think I'm going to try to focus this coming week on how I can bring God to my exercise routine. <laughs> no, because because when I, you know in college we used to have this wheel of spirituality and and your body is your temple too and so physical activity yeah. was part of that wheel for your wholeness <coughs> mm-hmm. which is not something that I have been paying attention to. God can spot you. God can spot me and inspire me to mm-hmm. to get the work done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that is a great analogy. Imagine That's God right. saying, hey, come on, one more, one more push-up, one more sit-up. Because, I mean, I, I've got to work, I've got to work out routine myself, and a lot of times in the morning, I'm like, ugh, I don't want, but, I don't want to do but it. But I, I think also I'm thinking about the wonder of the mechanics of my body mm-hmm. and how it works and how it was built to work mm-hmm. and how I'm choosing not to allow it to do that. How it could work effectively. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so funny you mentioned the temple. So forth. Daisy's doing a show right now in San Jose. Uh-huh. Uh, she's working around the clock at, for rent. Rent. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I guess oh, it, all right. I yeah. guess it's like the 20th anniversary yes. of mm. rent. And she's saying, these girls, man, these girls in the show, Craig, I'll tell you, they're hot. You want to talk about how they love their temple? That's the first thing she's always like, wow. When that temple's not rocking, it's rocking. Nice, nice. When I think about how I was sick for like three consecutive different kinds of sickness, yeah, you know, I'm just like, what am I doing? What should I be doing? How should I well, be you celebrating? Well, you got through some tough ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and, and I'm, I'm always um, amazed at how psychologically your, your, what you think and how you feel affects you physically. Like I know when I was a kid, if I wanted to sort of turn my body off, I could make myself sick. Like, oh, if yeah? let's say, wow. well, like, let's say if I got a bad grade and I had to show my report card to my mm. parents, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, I'm sick. 
I could actually make myself Your sick. mind is powerful. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. You never did that when you were young? No. <laughs> no, I just cry on stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking, I used to do CrossFit in Atlanta yeah. and also yeah. when I could afford it yeah. because the cost of living was so much less. And um, I just remember, I do Pilates now, mm-hmm. but I don't have the same kind of conscious feeling that burn in my muscles yeah the day after the next day not that pilates isn't a because i'm mm-hmm. sweating yeah when i'm in there but i don't have the afterburn that mm. and i and i'm missing it that mm. soreness you gotta that's a that's isn't something you gotta that, work up into isn't it uh, yeah, yeah isn't like, that a little crazy i'm like where's my burn where's my why aren't my takes, muscles hurting it yeah. takes, <laughs> takes time yeah Fairly gallons of water help. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, but it's also hear. like, then I know that my the body that God gave me is yeah. working. Mm-hmm. Now, do you run, Dad, Deb? I don't. You know, I used to run cross country, mm-hmm. um, but I don't like running. Mm. I need to do my C to 5K app again. Yeah. Because yeah. running, you know, we were talking about what brings us closer to God. I, talk, I said walking, but actually running. That just reminded me. I used to run. Oh, yeah? Um, there was a lady who, uh, you know, I was dating, and she was like, yeah, you know, come on, let's run. And we ran around Lake Merritt. And unfortunately, I was like, oh, yeah. I just <laughs> caught, I think half, I think I made it like half or halfway around. I wouldn't even And then I conked out. Do you, do you get that runner's high? <laughs> do you get that? A little bit. But yeah. more importantly, where I have to have my senses on when I'm walking, let's say to and from work. Right. That's not true with running, because running, I could really just zone out. Yeah. I could actually actually contemplate on, you know, mm-hmm. God and all the things that I can... That well, you have a great to. path right here. That's by exactly the right. There's no excuse for me. <laughs> Do you run, Craig? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to run his body, you know, but without the running. I'm built for endurance. <laughs> <laughs> Not for speed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't run for anything. <laughs> So I used to sprint. I mean, I, I was pretty fast. I think I'm still pretty fast, but um, long distance running. I got to get back into it. I don't like long distance. I used to throw up every time. Ooh, I nice. know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I used to be the pacer, like the person that they would set. I would always be at the front until the very end when I thought my body was going to fall apart. Oh, yeah. wow. And then I'd usually throw up. <laughs> I used to sprint, too, and run triple jump. Is that and, right? And oh, man. Yeah, do the triple jump. Uh, we got to see some early pictures of Deb Carragher. Well, I posted one on my Facebook the other day of me with my fro in my letter jacket. Did you see that? Oh, I got to see it. I got to see it. I'll show it to you after this. Yeah, I had. I pretty much had a fro. Um, I was a little Filipino Annie. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and I had my letter jacket, my McKenzie. This was a, I posted a junior high pic. Uh-huh. I used to play right on. volleyball, too. Nice. <laughs> I, my dad didn't have any sons, so uh-huh. I was very sports-focused. You were his son. <laughs> Somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> should yeah. we uh, should we wrap it up? Possibly. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. I mean, I think you know, just to put a button on it, I think that one eleven really just talks about uh, giving praise to God and remembering the things that He's done in our lives, yeah. and sort of reinforcing the need to praise Him with all of our heart. I mean, that's the button that I have. And I think finding wonder in everyday things around you mm-hmm. that you take for granted is something. That you could take away. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> That's what I hope. I, ho- I hope to get that from this. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, like I said, you know, reading a, re- reading a psalm is kind of weird today. We're getting ready to, what, go into Lent? We are. Pretty soon. Uh-huh. And so, like, you know, usually we're really New Testament focused. But I think it, 
I think it's good to like structurally just step back. And you you talked about like you know receiving God into our lives. I think we talked about mm-hmm. that a lot today yeah. too. And you know finding out where the blessings are, mm-hmm. recognizing them. Yeah. Recognizing yeah. them. Yeah. 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 This is usually a psalm that you hear before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Because it, you know, it is such a thank, a thankful psalm. Yeah. But it, I think I was saying earlier, it's good to hear before Lent. Yes. Mm-hmm. As you begin to think of ways you can improve your mm-hmm. your service. Yeah. It's and unlike a lot of other psalms, you know, this one it only has one proscription or conscription. I, you know, which is the very opening line. I will praise the Lord with yeah. my whole heart. Yeah. Which yeah. We, which we talked about was like a. You know, not really kind of like I'm going to turn right. You I think know? I'm going to write it on my wall. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, but the rest of the psalm is 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 just glorious things. You know, just yeah. happy things. Yeah, you know? yeah. Things to be thankful for, rather than what you should do. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Just kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yep. So um, I'll uh, close this out in prayer. Sounds good. Alrighty. Jesus, thank you so much for uh, delivering us the word and helping us uh, connect with you through your word. We uh, we ask that you bless everyone who listens to this podcast and uh, listens to the word, and we hope that you touch their minds and their hearts and their spirits. We uh, we thank you so much for what you have done for us through our lives and um, helping us reconnect with the, with the gifts that you have given us and how you uh, helped us overcome our um, the bad things that have happened in our lives. You've always been there for us. And uh, through this scripture, through Psalms 111, you reinforce in us just how wonderful you have been and how wonderful you will always be in our lives. And uh, we ask that you help us praise you more with all of our hearts and souls and that everything that we do is done through the love of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That's beautiful, Reg. Amen. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. I gotta get my computer to wake back up. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Here's my uh, final blurb: Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe it all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had horrible experiences at the church, which has made you turn your back on God. But you can still have faith. We ask you to listen to this podcast, even challenge us. Write us back on Facebook or on SoundCloud and share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up the iTunes app, click on Store. Don't worry, you're not going to buy anything. uh, Hit the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for You Gotta Have Faith, and you will find us. If you use Androids, download the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com, search for us, You Gotta Have Faith, and you will find us. Thank you for listening, and God bless.